Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Do you find yourself times at times, men and women, with some of the most filthiest, perverted, ungodly thoughts in your thinking and in your head. Do you find yourself thinking like that at times? You don't, you either plan it because it makes your flesh feel good or it just comes out of nowhere. Even if you're teaching or you might be preaching or even reading the Bible. And I'm talking to believers only. These perverted, filthy thoughts come in your head and come in your mind out of nowhere. Or do you find yourself in a compulsive, illicit, sexual Lifestyle, whether it's fornication, whether it's adultery, whether it's pornography, masturbation, things like that in that nature. Let's get real, folks. Now, now, some Joe, what are you talking about? What are you using those type of language? This is this is real talk. This is body of Christ, real talk. I'm going to get into something, and I do get into controversial subjects for awareness purposes. And the people I'm going to be talking to today is going to be the church. Their struggles uh, with these habits, either it's a struggle or you have a lifestyle of doing these things. And there is is a difference, all right? There is a difference, okay? Now, this is, my podcast is for believers and unbelievers as well. So this is, this is just a broad uh, introduction that's going to be for the church. And then I'm going to talk about the unbelievers, because there is two different ways of healing. There is two different perspectives that you can look when you struggle with sexual addiction. So sexual addiction is broadness, like just like what I talked about mental illness. Okay, let's get into this. Hey, this is Joseph Brownlee. My name is Joseph Brownlee. I'm your host of uh, Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you for uh, lending me your ear and tuning in to my show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Now, the ones that uh, is going to be listening to this topic that I'm going to be dealing with, very controversial topic about sexual addictions, I'm going to be dealing with different aspects of sexual addiction. I'm going to be dealing with the struggler that's in the church 
that does just having issues with this and want to stop it. And I'm going to be dealing with the person that's that's a Christian that's openly living this type of lifestyle. Then I'm going to come to a conclusion, uh, my opinion, and then the final conclusion of what the, does the Bible has to say about both situations, the struggler and the person that's uh, living a lifestyle in those areas. Now, sexual addiction is very broad. This is a lot of weird, creepy, freaky stuff when it comes to sexual addiction. But I'm going to be mostly dealing with the the the, uh, the, the more common ones, which is uh, fornication, as the Bible uses it, uh, adultery, uh, you know, pornography, you know, masturbation, homosexuality. I'm going to be dealing with all of that because those are the main broad areas that you hear that's happening within the church as well. There's a lot of pornography going on in the church. Believe me, I know that. There's a lot of fornication going on within the church, the body of Christ I'm talking about. I ain't talking about church goers of the world. I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ. There's a lot of fornication going on in the body of Christ. Just like I dealt with that when it comes to mental illness, I dealt with that when it comes to uh, drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. The church, I'm talking to the church now. And the reason I'm doing this is for awareness purposes and how we can deal with this and what does God has to say about us when we are Dealing or participating in this type of illicit acts. Another reason I'm dealing with this because according to the Bible, and it's very important, according to the word of God, fornication is really is one of the most serious ones. Now, all sin is bad in the eyes of God. Yes, all sin is not good. God hates all sin, period. He hates all sin, period. Okay? Now, let's get this straight. All our sins has been dealt with. He's not, He's not. you know, counting the sins against us. But that does not mean he does not hate it when we do it. Okay? His ultimate goal is for us, us to be delivered from the sin nature, period. You know? Now, I'm talking to the believer. I'm talking to the, uh, the body of Christ now. But I know I have unbelievers that listen to this. Listen to this as well. You are welcome to because... These principles can help you as well, but in a different type of way, especially when it comes to salvation and eternal life. Okay, so the different outcomes for the believer and the unbeliever is is different. You know, one is just more reassuring than the other one, but all of it is, is evil in the eyes of God. Let me just put it that way. Okay. So I'll be dealing with the believer mainly and the unbeliever because regardless if this is a trend, this is a transparent, see, uh, transparent uh, podcast. It's different than connecting the dots. That means we can talk about different things and unbelievers as well as believers as welcome. We can talk about all kinds of subjects and topics as long as, you know, it's, you know, as long as it's in a respectful way. But. My goal is always to the church first. You know, I'm I'm not I don't shy back from that. The church, the body of Christ is first. You know, the unbeliever, when you get saved and everything like that, you know, Fires, that you can understand a lot of things that uh pertain and that can help you in these areas as well. But you know, I'm talking to the church and I'm talking to the unchurched. What I mean by the saved and the unsaved. Not church goers, you must be saved. Okay. But on here, you are welcome because this is therapy for both. Both the saved and the unsaved, but it's just two different outcomes. That's all I'm saying. So it's for you too, because I love everybody, the saved and the unsaved. Okay, all right. This 
opening of sexual addictions is more like an introduction. So therefore, I will not be hitting scriptures right now, but I will I will be I will be reading a few definitions of sex sexual addiction uh, definition according to certain. Um, you know, dictionaries or whatever like that, because as you know, you have you have different uh, sexual addictions uh, definitions broken down from Wikipedia, from you know, I guess Webster and different type of definitions of the and then a sec the secular way of looking at a uh, sexual addiction. You know, then you line it up with the Bible. The Bible doesn't put emphasis on sexual addiction because everything is sin in the eyes of God. You know. Sin is always the ultimate problem. Why you have sexual addiction? Because your imperfect body. That's why you struggle with sexual addictions anyway. Because of this cursed, imperfect, sinful nature and body. Period. You know. So you know what the Bible stands on that part and everything. But when it comes to uh, the worldly way of looking at sexual addiction, which is a, which is a lot of good definitions to me. You know, far as that some people say it can be a, a chemical imbalance and different things like that. Yeah, I know some truth in that and everything. But you know, they don't look at it in a spiritual sense. They look at it more in a, a scientific more way, which is not bad. But when it compared to the Bible, the Bible look at it in a spiritual sense. The ultimate cause of all of this is what sin, Satan, and self. The three S's: sin. Satan and self. So it's two ways to look at this. And what I like to do, I like to, I know I have unbelievers that's uh, listening to this and I like to just break down, you know, the worldly way of not, when I say world, I don't mean it's a bad way and they're wrong because they have a lot of truth in their definitions and everything. But I'm just saying they look at it in a scientific way, not so much in a biblical and a spiritual way, you know, lest they are Christians, lest they're part of the body of Christ. I hope I'm explaining that pretty well. Okay. Now, Sexual addiction. I'm going to talk about different things about sex and addiction. And I'm also going to get to talk about the differences between uh, the ones that are struggling with sexual addiction and the ones that's living a lifestyle of sexual addiction. Now, sexual addiction can be anything that you're struggling with. Like I said, fornication, pornography, homosexuality, masturbation, you know, you know, different things like that, you know, or any other type of illicit sex. But I'm just talking about the more common the ones that's known and mostly just um, that's talked about these days. It's a a lot of bashing and banging about homosexuality, but believe me, man, it's more than sexual addiction than homosexuality, you know, so let's not just beat up. I'm not going to beat up on homosexuality, but I'm going to talk about all of them in a worldly perspective, and I'm going to get into a biblical perspective when it comes to sin in general, okay? Okay? All right. First, let's look at a few definitions, and I'm, I'm going to uh, keep this uh, a little longer. I'm not going to try to be a long while, but I'm going to try to keep it at least about next 10 to 15 more minutes, maybe less. Let's, let's go there because of time constraints. Now, a sexual addiction, one sex addiction definition is sexual addiction is a condition in which an individual cannot manage their sexual behavior. Persistent sexual thoughts affect their ability to work, maintain relationships, and fulfill their daily activity. Hmm. Very interesting. And that is true. And that is true. You know. And uh, let me read that again. Sex addiction definition. Sexual addiction is a condition in which an condition in which an individual cannot manage their sexual behavior, persistent sexual thoughts affect their ability to work, maintain relationships, and fulfill their daily activity. You know, what's one of the ways 
you can know, and I'm going to read this, that you have a sexual addiction. This is interesting. Now, this is one of the ways, not the full blast or the full definition, but this is one of the ways, which is pretty good. This is a question that's going to be asked. Now, these are questions that people ask about sexual addiction. Then I'm going to get into sexual addictions that Christians struggle with, you know, and even some of the sexual addictions that we ourselves that struggle with, including myself, you know, that struggle with certain sexual addiction and habits. Yes, myself. I'm, see, I'm very real on here. I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm very real on here. I ain't got to tell you everything. I ain't got to tell you what, but I can tell you the certain things I struggle with. That's why I can talk about it. And I know I can tell you about the parts that I have victorious one. I can tell you the parts that I have failure with, but I ain't got to tell you what it is. It's important that you know that some scars need to be shown for you to get your healing. So this is part of my healing and other healings as well. So I'm not afraid to say that because I know I'm cleansed and I'm delivered by the grace of God and everything. Thing, but certain habits and certain struggles still persist in some of us, some of us, including myself. So let's look at what people ask when it comes to sexual dishes. Some sexual dishes are worse than others. Don't mean everybody doing these things, you know, all the time does not mean that they're really just really into it. Just mean it might be a certain habit that you are doing. You know, it's not pleasing to God. He's not condemning you for it, but it's affecting your life. It's affecting your relationship with him. It might be affecting your relationship with your wife, your husband, boyfriend, whatever you want to look for, girlfriend. It might be affecting something, your family. So even though it's not being counted against you in the eyes of God, it's still going to affect your psyche and it's still going to affect you physically, period. Okay, period. All right. These are questions people ask. How do I know if I have a sexual addiction? Symptoms that a therapist will evaluate to determine severity include, now this is if you're going to a therapist, increasing guilt, remorse, and suicidal thoughts is one of the aspects of you struggling with a sexual addiction. And these could be a lot of other addictions as well, but since we're dealing with sexual, let's stay to the concept or the context. Irritability, when unable to engage in the desired behavior. That's a problem too, because sometimes your sexual desires can be so bad, you can't even have a normal sexual behavior. Let's, let's, let's continue. Pronounced mood, I mean, pronounced mood swings or violence. Heated arguments with loved ones about sexual behavior, severe financial problems and job loss, increased substance abuse or dependency. All this can be one of the ways of a sign of sexual addiction. Now, now this is some of the stuff is new to me, but some of it I know. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's real. I know that because of experience of myself. Now, some of these, you know, are some of the signs that show that you struggle with sexual addictions, you know. But let's get to other breakdowns of sex addiction and definitions, okay? Now, this is just an introduction of different definitions of signs of sex, symptoms of sex addiction. Then I'm going to just talk about examples and I'm going to get into, a, you know, personal things, not with myself, but just in general, you know, about sexual struggles and sexual addictions and which ones, okay? Sex addiction can be 
conceptualized as a compulsive engagement in sex despite negative consequences. Moreover, it is a behavior that is emotionally distressing. Okay, here comes the tablet messing up. That's why I don't like this tablet. It just interrupts with certain things and why I'm reading. It's not good. Negative consequences. Moreover, it is a behavior that is emotionally distressing rather than fulfilling while not always recognized as a legitimate diagnosis. Sex addiction has real consequences, including a negative impact on relationships and well-being. Okay, what is sex addiction? Let's break this down. The concept of sex addiction has been thought of in a variety of ways. A sexual addiction does share many of the hallmarks of clinical addiction. One of these hallmarks is that the person will be unable to control their behavior even if the negative consequences are clear or even likely. Let's read that again. One of these hallmarks is that the person will be unable to control their behavior even if the negative consequences are clear or even likely. As opposed to someone with a healthy sex drive, a person with a sex addiction will spend a disproportionate, a, dis, a disproportionate, excuse me, hard to pronounce words sometimes, a disproportionate amount of time seeking or engaging in sex while keeping the activity secret from others. Oh, that noise is, a lot of noise out there now, it's getting louder and louder, okay? People with a sex addiction would be unable to stop the behavior unless there is some sort of intervening event. As a result, personal and professional relationships may suffer. There may even be an increased risk of sexually transmitted infection, including HIV, if a person is unable to retain and their sexual impulses. Okay. People with a sex addiction often will use sex as a form of, of escape, so true, from other emotional and psychological problems, including stress, anxiety, depression, and social isolation. I'm going to stop it there. Now, that is just some of the definitions, and most of them are all the same, of what is sex addiction. You have an idea of what is sex addiction, you know, when it comes to the world way and scientific way and proof of sexual addiction, because a lot of this is true. Now, you line it up with the Bible definition of sex and addiction. Most believers, you ought to know it's because of what? Sin, self, and Satan. It's because of yourself. It's because of sin, because your body, you are, we are born in sins. We are born in iniquity, as King David said. We was born in sin. We are cursed since the beginning of the uh, disobedience of Adam and Eve, of eating of their fruit. Our bodies have been cursed, so we have a sin nature. So a habit, whether it's sexual addiction or any type of habit, is because, first of all, it's because of sin, it's because of Satan, and it's because of self. I like to call it the three S's. So what I'm going to do right now, I like to break down the way a scientific uh, definition or terminology of sexual addiction, how they look at it. Now they have most uh, uh, come to the same definition of sexual disorder or uh, sexual addiction diagnostic, uh, mental disorder, all of them, you know could lead to uh, sexual addictions or sexual habits or sexual perversions or whatever you want to call it, okay? Now, let me, before I go any further, I just want to let the ones now, 
if you're very sensitive of getting to to this type of stuff or whatever like that. Now, I'm not going to get gross or nothing like that. No, this is a clean show. I keep everything clean. But at the same time, I like to assume that we all are adults. I like to also assume, but I know how I assume can work somewhere that we all are believers. We are mature. And we, I also like to assume that we have a critical thinking mind that we must search these things out ourselves. I always try to give you an awareness of, of certain things that I talk about and teach about here on Body of Christ Real Talk because this is real talk for the body of Christ. Get it? Common sense real talk for the body of Christ. That things that does happen in our life and some things that we do struggle with. Contrary to what the churches say, we should not be. Contrary to the churches say, we must not be saved or we, we are caught up in this and this and that's why we struggle with these things. But it's always a contradiction with some of your churches that teaches you these things, you know, contrary because a lot of, of people that's in the body of Christ, I don't like to use the term church because a lot of people go to church. I'm talking about Christians that's in the body of Christ that struggle with these habits, either struggle with it or are living a lifestyle. Then some people that think they are Christian, you know, far as that, you know, you know, and they're struggling with this. But I want to talk about the ones that are really Christians, the tongue, the ones that are really in the body of Christ. I'm not here to play around. I'm just talking about the church in general, the ones that really claim and believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and claim that you're in the body of Christ. Well, if you're not in the body of Christ, you know, it's almost somewhat normal for you to live there where you don't have the power to really choose but the body of Christ. We do and we still fall into of choice of the old nature because that's the battle between the two natures when you are in the body of Christ, okay? So, this was just uh, breaking the ice of what I'm going to be teaching on. And I'm not going to try to keep it long, you know, like I do, uh, like I've done a mental illness. I, or, you know, or I'm going to try to keep it in a length, like I've done with the uh, the, uh, the alcohol drinking and the stuff like that, and the, and, the, and the smoking and the marijuana smoking. Then I try to break, you know, break down things like I'm doing now, the definition of mental illness. And we know the biblical perspective when I'm talking about that, how the God feel about when you're doing these acts, when you're living this type of acts and when you're struggling with it. God is not pleased with it, but he's he will be lenient when you just want to try to get yourself together, want to try to get out this type of illicit sexual acts. Anything, period. Let me put this out before I go. Any sex outside of marriage is sin and is wrong to God, period. Point blank. Let's just get this straight. You know, now, it's a great area when it comes to masturbation, watching pornography. Is that sin in God's eyes? Yes, it is because you're still affecting your body. Sexual sins always affect your body if you are a believer because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Let's get that straight out there first. So I want to throw that out there before I get into anything else. So there shouldn't be a lot of questions. What does God feel about this, about this? Okay, even when you're struggling and when you're just living this lifestyle, God's not pleasing with either one, but he is more, you can get more help when you're trying to stop it. You can get more help when you're trying to pray and trying to stop this type of lifestyle and everything like that. God is more lenient with you on that. Now, he's not counting it against you, but your body will suffer more when you just live in that lifestyle, whether you think it or not, compared to when you're struggling. Because at least you, you're trying to get back on your feet and you're trying to help yourself out. So I threw that out there first because so you can know where I'm going with this. 
You know, it's no different when it comes to scriptures when I talked about mental illness or not mental illness, but smoking and whatever like that. I have the Bible go have the last word all the time, whether you obey it or agree with it or not. That's on you. But the last say so of all of this is going to always be the word of God. So that's just an introduction. We all I just uh, read a few uh, definitions of sexual addiction. I'm going to read a few more. Then we're going to get into different things and different habits. And we're going to get personal, not personal, but just break down what each one of them mean. And then we're going to talk about, you know, which ones you might be struggling with, which one I might be struggling with. We don't have to tell nobody, but I'm just saying, you know which ones you are struggling with and we need to work on it. You know, and I know if it's a lifestyle or it's a struggle, we all are going to know that by the time we get through with this study and everything. Then we're going to go through the Bible and we're going to get this stuff dealt with. We're going to deal with this stuff. And if we're willing to deal with it, let's do this because it's not it's not pleasing. It's, towards the, it's against our body and our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So this is the beginning of the definitions of sexual addiction and this is going to be a hot topic coming for the next few hot topics, okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk, okay? And now, just a few announcements. I'm going to have a, a, a lot of other few things that I will be coming down. I got quite a few hot topics as I'm going to be talking about. And I might even have some add-ons because there's a lot of things going on. Also, it's a lot of things going on that I have been talking about that I want to I want to mention uh, when I talked about the, all these sudden deaths and people falling dead and different things like that. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff been going on. I want to talk about that, you know, because we are in a spiritual warfare. And I have no doubt, and I know a lot of people have heard this before, that I believe the church is going to be taken away. And when I say soon, that could be any time. That could be five or ten years from now. I don't know, but it's just in that moment I just believe that we're going to be taken away. I'm not going to predict because I don't know. But I don't know if God, I don't know how long. God is going to be dealing with this or putting up with this before he come and get his church. But that's just my opinion. This is not a fact. This, I'm not saying that he's going to come get us now or today. But I just know it can happen anytime because there's a lot of evil going on that I'm going to be talking about that a lot of people don't know nothing about. Those are coming upcoming now. Some Lord's willing. Lord's willing if I be still here. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee. Let's keep this show in prayer. i like to pray for you all for right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, i just like to pray for the body of Christ today. It is so much that the body of Christ is sleeping on it that we don't know of, Lord. I ask us to educate ourselves, mainly, number one, and the Bible. Study the Bible. Study to show ourselves approved so we can be rightly divided the word of truth, not being ashamed. But also, understand, study, and look at other outlets. Study other education. Let's look at, let's focus on things, you know, that not only we can help ourselves, but we can help our family members and help others, Lord, that's struggling to do certain things that's going on. The, uh, the world is not for us. The government is not for us. We must open up our eyes. And I'm going to put this out there, not just pray for strength. I'm going to put this out there. And, you know, the government is not for you. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying everybody that works for the government, but the government is not for our good, church. Let's stop depending on governments. Let's stop depending on politics and put our focus more on Christ. I'm not saying vote or don't vote. That's your choice. That's your choice, just like it's mine. That's your choice. But I'm just saying, stop depending on the government because the majority of the elite government is not for us. They are against us. They are against us. America 
is in an evil state. And what I mean by America, it's a lot of things going on that's, that's uh, even worse than the days of Noah, let alone Sodom and Gomorrah. So I know, therefore, America has a lot of wrath coming on them. You know, and everybody might look at other countries like China and Russia, whatever like that. But America, uh, that's all I have to say. America is doing some very evil stuff here, and uh, God is not pleased with that. But let me put this right uh, out there. God is not looking down and just saying, okay, America this. People go get saved. It's up to America to save the world. No, 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 no. Far from the truth. America, people might not, people think America is not even a Bible prophecy, but I believe America is. I believe, but I'm not going to get into that, but I believe America is. I also, and I'm going to stay up there, believe America is the one that's going to fall. America is going to fall because you cannot continue to live this type of way without destroying yourself. And this is before the wrath of God. You know, we are not living right in the eyes of God. I mean, as America, not, you know, we got our own, our own individual problems and everything, but America is not going in the direction that many people thought it was going. America has a lot of skeletons and it's showing their ugly, ugly face a lot of times now. It's a lot of stuff going on in America and I'm not proud of America at all now. You know, the leadership anyway. This is Joseph Brownlee. Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus, church. For the ones that are not saved, please give your life to Christ by believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. By believing and receiving it. By believing and receiving it in your heart. Not just by saying it. You got to really believe it. Only one knows if you really believe it or not or why you're coming to him. It's Christ. I don't know that. But he knows that. So you can't play, you can't play around. You can't fake it. You just can't say the words and just think you're saved. You got to really believe it. You got to receive it for a change in your heart, period. Okay? So be real. God bless you all. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I love you all, and I love you all. And give yourself a hand because you're getting ready for a good teaching. bless you all. I thank you. I love you all. Stay tuned for the next hot topic, sexual addiction. Get ready. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.